0: Welcome one and all to the Haunted Tiki Bar. Who's Tiki Bar? Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. Step right in. Grab yourself a drink. I know you've been dying of thirst for knowledge and wisdom. So come grab a drink. We have no limit. So indulge as much as you please. Tonight's special is on hypocrisy. It's influence on mankind And it's after effects. Let's get this one thing straight. Hypocrisy is an inseparable aspect of humanity. If there's anything that we've learned from from the moment we are born to the moment we die, is that humans are very, very fickle creatures. We often preach. We often spout many different ideologies, principles, and philosophies. But often we find ourselves turning back on those principles, if it means taking advantage of the circumstances, whatever they may be, and we somehow justify it with those circumstances. I have always believed in the philosophy, there is a difference between justifying your actions with your morals and justifying your morals with your actions. If you don't quite understand what I mean, here's the gist of it. When you justify your your morals with your actions, you can understand that if you do something wrong and you see that it's wrong, you'll do what you can to make up that shortcoming. Because your philosophy, your integrity does not allow it. And therefore, you do your best. It may not be redeemable, but you give it a fair and earnest shot. Because as a human being, you're not perfect. But at the very least, you'll know and understand to get better. A person who justifies their actions with their morals has no such qualm. Anything they do they will justify it with their, you know, with their philosophy. This is how we have so many tragedies throughout history. And it's the one big hypocritical moment, aspect of humanity. It's the, it's the righteous, the self righteous, who indulge themselves in, in grandiose delusions and then end up being corrupt by the power they um they rest from. And what does that lead? <laughs> well, depending on the extremity, we can go from something as simple as being a seedy and distrustful person to being a maniacal, overpowered tyrant bent no, responsible for the deaths of millions. Either way, it comes with a very core it comes from, at the very core, the willingness to ignore the faults of your movement or your philosophy so that your goal can still be achieved regardless. There are aspects, different levels to things, of diff- different levels to it, but I think in this day and age, we are seeing more and more extreme versions of hypocrisy being thrown in and out, thrown at your face, all for the – all for, I should say, the opportunity for something. They essentially gamble their principles away if it means that their actions can be achieved. Now, I don't know if I can say that I've ever really been a hypocrite, but I'm not going to say that I personally haven't been or that I'm not or that I'm immune to it. Hell, I know that on a minor level, I know as if if I ever God forbid I ever become a father, I might have to deal with hypocritical situations where I will have to shape my well, I have to bend the rules a little bit so that my uh, my child may be raised properly. But I guess that only goes down to more of a it becomes more of a morally gray question, doesn't it? How exactly is critical to the idea of hypocrisy and how it's applied into the world into the world? Yes, me. It's not a very easy question to answer or to address. What are your thoughts on it, good sir?
1: Well, as one of the other patrons has always to- told me, and it's something that I've carried with me for as, for as long as I can remember, it, and it's as you said before, hypocrisy is is intricately tied to the human experience. Moreover, it's a uniquely human trait. You do not see hypocritical act hypocritical acts and thought processes happen in the animal kingdom if you do it probably isn't something that is consciously done and in the fate in the face of survival instinct tends to do whatever is necessary to get things accomplished and hypocrisy tends to tends to usually involve some form of rationalization of a process
0: actually that makes a lot of sense I was about to ask isn't instinct a form of hypocrisy? But no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. No,
1: hypocrisy requires forethought or lack thereof. Whereas instinct is much more primal. And it, it, it's something that is completely divorced from rational thinking as it is. I mean, we all have instincts, even, even higher, higher functioning beings as it is. Still have of instincts course. that we rely on for survival purposes, but in but it's very rare that those that those things intersect as genuinely as it does in humanity with that regard. And honestly, for me, I've said I've said this before, and I'll, I'll I've posted on Twitter before as well. It's like every person. hypocrisy is something that any person can do. The best of us are the ones that go out of our way to make it the last resort. Because in all honesty, even in, even with the, even with little things, like you were talking about with, with child rearing and stuff, there's a lot of corner cutting when it comes to that kind of stuff, just to ensure that you can instill specific, uh, Ideal ideological thought processes, moral structure within that construct, especially when it comes to um, social uh, development, and it does have its purposes in that regard, especially when you are trying to instill a sense of common decency or a, a, an effective an effective viewpoint on. Uh, other people other races other you know genders etc okay you want to you want to lay lay things out in a way that makes that's more digestible to them but also you want to ensure that your you also tend to polish over your own shortcomings to try and create try and make your children better than you are in that regard if that's your goal <laughs>
0: Would you argue then that hypocrisy is uh, an essential tool of sorts?
1: Well, like I, I, I'll respond with, with to that with an example. Uh, if you look at any of the kids, any kids in the late '80s, early '90s, and I mean, let's be honest, all the way up until the 2000s when that still was was prevalent. The Dare program and you know saying no to drugs and all that kind of stuff was uh, was a very hard, a very uh, ironclad thing that was passed around in school. Whether it helped or hurt in that co- in that co- capacity, I don't know. I, I as some, yeah. as someone who who looks at looks back and just realizes that the the the, the drug war and everything that was going on was was a massive political hypocrisy in and of itself. I honestly don't... I think, that again, it's being hypocritical for the purposes of making sure that your children are happy and healthy, but I think a better metric for that would have been just explaining why those things aren't necessary in your life versus just saying drugs are bad you shouldn't do them because if you look at a lot of the people in the in in passing there were still a bunch of parents who were probably holdovers from you know past hippie eras etc and more looser times during the 60s and 70s who probably were still doing some form of you know lighter drug at that point obviously not talking about alcohol because i mean that was a problem that's still a problem
0: but like yeah it's been a problem for decades even before that but yeah i get you it was the dawn of the rebellious age and when
1: and in that in that idiom you had a bunch of people who had to play hypocritical because their younger years were spent doing doing all sorts of drugs and they had to go and tell their kids, you shouldn't do them because they're bad. But you don't really understand, as a kid, anything beyond the black and white. So you, 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 parents tend to have a lot of wiggle room with that kind of stuff. And most of the parents at that point weren't even doing drugs anymore anyways. They were basically talking from experience. And at least the ones that were talking to their kids directly about it, if they, le- if they were letting the school system do the majority of the legwork at that point, then I think it would be a little bit more um, generalized. It's just, you know, drugs are bad and you won't be a productive member of society if you do them, etc. But in that regard, kids developing minds cannot really grasp nuance to a specific point. And nuance tends to really only be something that has gravity to kids between you know the, the later middle later middle school years and then high school, where you do see a lot of a lot more nuanced discussions in classes and different clubs that deal with debate and and that kind of stuff. So you get to be hypocritical in in child rearing because your kids don't. Really understand nuance in the way where you can explain to them. Look, everything in moderation. If you if you were a, still a functioning adult, it wouldn't matter what you were doing in the doing on your private life. That stuff doesn't really fly to kids because kids think yes or no. They don't think at least in more complex I- idioms in that regard. Not saying you aren't capable of rational thought in that way, but it's just as a developing a developing organism that that kind of higher brain function is something that tends to be more reserved for for younger the younger adults and you know adult crowd etc
0: okay that actually makes a lot of sense so if we sidetrack just a little bit not too far uh if we keep we if you want to think about it we all currently are hypocrite if you live in the first world you are in a sense a hypocrite if only for the fact that the idea of we 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 live in we live in this world that is wildly unequal on all sorts of different parts and all sorts of different ways and clearly poverty exists it's not something that you can ignore or and yet people do so every day um but, you know, there's always this, there's always this battle that, peop- that uh, societies have with one another on how to deal with things such as poverty, such as violence, such as crime. And people still, m- many people will still just simply live on their lives as if though such things don't exist in their perceptive world. So is that something that you feel that can be justified, or is it something that people need to be more acutely aware of and be more proactive towards? Now, I don't feel that either side of the argument is invalid. Each have its merits. There's nothing wrong with wanting to try and fix the issues of the world, but... It comes at the shaming of others, like I've mentioned before, where while you're not really doing much of it yourself, if, if, if anything, that really gets under my skin a lot, because there, but there's also the idea of just simply ignoring the, ignoring the plights of the world. That also kind of also has me a bit of a a, a bit annoyed because in all honesty, there's there's just so much crap that goes on that simply cannot you can't ignore everything at the very least be somewhat aware if you if you're not going to do anything, at least be somewhat aware Here's my statement on
1: on improvement of society overall, and I'm talking about in general. I'm not talking about specifics to poverty or anything to that effect. Yeah. What you end up having with your with your everyday run of the mill person is they get to a point where they look at what happens either through the lens of um, popular media or through news news articles and the like, and they end up getting analysis paralysis there's just too much to intake for them to really come to a concrete understanding of what pieces they need to adjust or flip as it were to make things better in a way that's in a way that's uh market recognizable what i think what ends up happening for people is They they put the blinders on not because they don't care, but because there's just so much that they have that they and they're analyzing that they just kind of give up. Of that, I would say that everyone should be more mindful. Going back to your original question, everyone should be acutely aware of that kind of stuff. But what you need to do, especially when you're looking at changes of uh, uh, any kind of change of any kind of magnitude in your community local regional or federal as it were is understand that what you change needs to be changed in a level that you can affect any individual person can affect change on a on a local level a lot of people don't realize this but you can go to your low your your local city or village council and sit in on an on meetings and actually have your voice heard if you want to go on the most basic level you can also go and help at food drives you can do all sorts of charity work that you can use to help your local community that's in that's in need That's not difficult. If you wanted to go and do something much more uh, much more hands-on you could help repair houses you could do uh, do all sorts of stuff like that you're you're not a, there there's there's a plethora of ways that you can affect change of, of that kind and i and and I think the the belief that it's hypocritical that people in the first world kind of turn a blind eye to things I agree to an extent especially because we're 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 given to that sort of thing because we we're literally in a in a, in a time of plenty where we're we have pretty much anything that we want at our fingertips. To one degree or another, I think it was said at one point that the the lowest the lowest percentages of humanity in the first world country now are living better than Andrew Carnegie did back way back when. That's how good we have yep. it in the first world. Our the, our the the poorest among us are still living better than the the
0: highest function uh, the
1: highest echelons in, in the past. The
0: wealthiest. It's not exactly, it, it it's not exactly much given to the relevancy, if you if you compare it to, if you compare it to today, but at the very least, hey, if you want to brag about it, you're living better off than the kings of centuries ago. But well, yes,
1: now that isn't to say that there there isn't there isn't a bad th- that is that it's a good thing but i mean if you're if you're contrasting that by the by the poverty that exists in the second and third world you're still living much better than that than they ever did but i don't feel like that should diminish the diminish the urgency of the situation especially Agreed. now especially now in in covid where i'm seeing more people wandering the streets with signs asking for help than i had in the past three or four years. So I, there's definitely an impact uh, with things going on with, with the lockdowns and all that, but going back to the concept of do, being able to do better and not be hypocritical in the way that you do things like, you, you know, the old trope where, you know, the person talks about, you know, you know, dealing with poverty, et cetera and then owns an iPhone, which is assembled by slave labor in China. I mean, it, 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 there's a number of different hypocritical takes that are that are thrown around when it comes to talking about socioeconomic uh, discrepancies.
0: You know what? Fair enough on that one.
1: <laughs> I think at the end of the day, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you just need to... It goes back to the statement, you know, control, you know, fix what you can control. You need to kind of move on from the things that you can't. And I think that's where that that concept of hypocrisy ends up coming. It's like, well, why aren't normal people doing better things? Well, they still have to work and they only have so many hours in the day to do things with their time. Not everyone is devoted to going and doing, you know, 60 hours of community community service.
0: To be fair, I would argue that because there are people out there that do make that commitment, but I think that's more attributed to you know a person, personal free will and personal choice, and I think that is just as valid as a person who wants to go and spend all their time doing public you know, public goods and services. If you're going to make the argument that a person should go and help others. You should be able to have that choice not to do so. But at the same time, you're already doing your part in some sense of way when you're built, when you're pull, when you're supporting yourself or you know, and your family if you have them. So it makes sense that you already have a quite big load to work with and if you want to just be able to use whatever spare time you have to relax or to you know spend time with your family i can't see why not in a sense i think that i think it's just as important if not so it may not be something that contributes to the to the um to the global aspect of things i suppose or even the local one but at the very least, in the closest circle, you have it covered. There, there, there's
1: this implication that anybody who is living in a higher tax bracket or in, in a higher income scenario, that there is a bit of give and take with regards to that kind of stuff. And it's a, there's an expectation that people should do that to one degree or another. Now, in most cases, when it comes to people in higher income, it's just a matter of just donating money, you know, willy nilly, as it were, wherever you wherever you see fit. But I don't fault anybody if they don't feel compelled to do that, especially if it's a person who who did who started in a lower income bracket in life and managed to work their way up, as it were, to that point. There is really. I'd, I'd feel I, I wouldn't feel bad if someone decided that you know what I, I worked to get to this point I, I, I've scrimped and saved and you know climbed the climb the arduous climb I don't need to I don't need to do any more than I already am I respect that person's decision if only just for as you said free will I don't when it comes to that kind of stuff but if you're talking about people who are legacy wealthy there, there's there's a there's there's a uh, expectation hangs over their head <laughs> and that they should be doing for the community because of their position in life, and I, I can't I can't confirm or deny that that kind of stuff is should be should be enforced, but I feel it doesn't have nearly the nearly the gravity when it is pushed in that regard somebody who is somebody who genuinely cares and is giving of themselves in whatever capacity they decide to do that. That's much more gratifying than somebody putting a gun to your head and telling you, you have to go and, you know, pitch a certain percentage of your income into the void because, you know, it, it's socially, is socially acceptable for them to do that to you. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I dare say those individuals who are forcing the issue, might not have might not have the stones themselves to be putting their money where their mouth is and making those kind of donations half the time. I mean th- their oh. own, their own hypocrisies right. show
0: forth in that as well. Yep, indeed. You've seen plenty examples from time to time. We won't mention it. We're not, you know, we're not trying to be political, but on the more general sense, we've seen plenty of examples from time to time throughout history of those who would advocate very strongly for such, at, for, for such change and yet are very hesitant or, or defiant, downright defiant, of participating in such, uh, such practices themselves. And,
1: and, and I think that's, that ends up being – there's two reasons that that happens is the people who are usually asking for that kind of stuff aren't well off on their own themselves they're just kind of pointing casting aspersions in the direction of the the the, uh the 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 lowest hanging fruit as it were or they are themselves wealthy and just wish to turn the 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 crosshairs off of themselves onto somebody else The, the the those are the usual two prime prime suspects when it comes to that kind of situation and honestly for me that 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 ends up being the part that makes the whole process that much more flavorless. Because when you do, when, when somebody does find out that the, uh, the, the accuser, as it were, is just as bad as the person they're accusing in whatever metric they've set forth, It's very difficult to take either of those parties seriously in any regard. And I think that, and that in itself is, is, is part and parcel of it. There's a shelf life to everything and when it comes to hypocrisy, you you definitely it definitely has a chance to tarnish your reputation and your credibility going down the line. If you if, if you find yourself if you're if you find yourself flip flopping too much,
0: because if you can it though can it though, especially if you appeal to those who follow your particular philosophies, some may even follow suit and even decide all right. They can do it. So can I just so that they can continue glorifying or following that said philosophy. Anyway, the problem with that is now I understand. I understand understand that there are some point that some, that, that some things do require a bit more commitment than other ideologies other other philosophies but just how far could it go before that breaks and i think we've seen time and time again just how 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 often these uh philosophies get tested or should i say these loyalties to these philosophies are tested
1: it's much more than that though um In this, the people who end up making those, who end up going through it, in that case, they have to make a cost-benefit analysis when they're do it, use it when they're being that hypocritical. Do they think that they're going to get more influence and and followers in that regard if they shift themselves away from the platform that they are prescribing? Because if you if they didn't ma- do their math effectively and they flip flop in a way that leaves them in a, it leaves them in an actionable position where they lose some sort of gravity or influence or wealth doing so, then I think that that really is the 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 uh, the, the shining example of why you shouldn't go through and do that kind of stuff. Like I said, everyone's a, everyone has the potential to be a hypocrite in regards to that it's really when somebody makes those kind of decisions they're doing so for the most part obviously some people can just be ill-informed and just do things that they shouldn't be doing or have or it's an overconfidence issue but in, in the cases of tactical hypocrisy people tend to do that sort of thing with the understanding that what they're doing is going to garner them some sort of prosperity or windfall in doing so
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Actually, it really
1: comes down to what you stand to lose versus what you stand to gain in in being being a hypocrite in, in whatever example you put you throw yourself in. I'm sure, it's really, I'm sure that rehash makes more sense to to, to most people, but in, in in some cases, people just reflexively do it during the course of their day. It could be something as simple as saying you're going to get something for, off of a menu and choosing something else. It's 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 not a large thing that's and at the end of the day, it's not going to be something that someone's going to sit on you about that you chose something else. People can change their minds. It's just the gravity of which and how entangled they are in in the situation that they find themselves in that that really de- defines the impact of what happens when they make that decision. <clears throat> and I think and I think that everybody should be and I'm saying this to the general public, anybody should be allowed to change their minds. If you're presented with new information, if you're given a new perspective on something and you decide to make that, does make the decision to shift your position on something and you give rational explanation as to why you're doing so that is completely different to you doing something that gives you a grander opportunity
0: and nothing else. That's actually a fair point, actually. Actually really sound reasoning. I can respect that. Ultimately,
1: there are nobody, you can never make any everyone happy, that you can only make some people oh, some people some of the time as it is. And there's always going to be people there's always consequences for every action that you take. And decision, shifting your decision or shifting a platform or shifting an ideology out of nowhere. Without there being some kind of defined backstory back to it, do, it, it creates a disingenuous a, a situation, and it's very difficult for people to grasp that you are making a decision based on new facts. People are just thinking you're doing so to either stave off some kind of consequence or to acquire some kind of material or te- or uh, temporal uh, prosperity. What needs what you what needs to end up happening would be a a, gra- a grander explanation of w- or a discussion with uh, with that person as to why they're making this decision. If it's something where they're just trying to skirt their responsibilities or skirt their <clears throat> consequences, then it's something that needs to be uh, obviously addressed. And that's and that's where all then that's what I think really it comes down to. And as far as as far as more, more mundane aspects, when it comes to trust and loyalty with people, you tend to lose those things when you, when you are a hypocrite habitually. Even if it's smaller things, that, that all adds up. And a lot of people don't take that into account when they make the decisions that they do. And again, we're all human and we're all capable of, 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 of fallibility. And, and I think th- there needs to be leeway for those those kind of situations. But what you have to decide,
0: especially, it's the extent and how far you go that kind of that, that kind of changes the whole scope of things.
1: Well, obviously, when, when if if it's something where it's just a simple decision. About going, you know, like you're going somewhere with somebody and you decide not to go at the last minute and you don't really give a good enough reason. I mean, those are the things that kind of slowly erode, you know, loyalty and trust. <clears throat> if it's something where it's like it's out of your control, obviously you're going to, you're going to, th- there's going to be a great deal more understanding than there would be if you just decided out of nowhere to just not do it because you just didn't feel like. And I know a lot of this sounds obvious to people, but with regards to current events, and, and, and especially when it comes to politics, et cetera, like hypocrisy is, 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 bre- is the bread and butter of, the, of that industry. And it'd be very difficult for people to convince me otherwise that that kind of stuff just doesn't happen every other day.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I know you didn't want to talk about it's, politics, it's almost, but honestly, with everything going on that, that there it's okay to bring this kind of stuff up.
0: It's kind of hard to ignore, true.
1: And, and and again, when it and it's it can be as so simple as just broken promises. It can be something as as more impactful as siding with an siding with an individual industry or or group that is counter is counter to the idea uh, the major ideology of a uh, a body that you're part of it, it, it there's ignorance of issues well ignorance of the issues is if you if you're in a if you're in a political position and you're ignorant of the, of those issues that's a personal failing on your part stuff happens and you have to in in those positions you have to be aware of it
0: especially in that I word. mean I'm fairly it's been already been shown how ignorant this no, ignorant one has been while also talking about that issue prior to anything if you know what i'm saying
1: no i i 100 I, I 100% understand it's it's something that we that we as a society have to we have chosen to accept about our about the political environment in in the country that we live in it's just that it's just the it's just the, <clears throat> the aspect that we have to have to deal with and I think this extends further on beyond that and, and it can go into more global politics as well but it has, it has different flavors but I think the overall perspective is the same
0: but it, I think that might be I think that might be an episode we might have to cover one day Lin- maybe on like a much larger episode, the the seediness of politics and its roots.
1: I think that would be an, an interesting topic. I would definitely sit down and talk about that. I, I think if if I could convince uh, <clears throat> uh, patron Philip to join us, that would be lovely. His his insight on that yeah, would be interesting. I'm sure,
0: sure the three of us can rack up a brew. Yeah
1: but yeah i think ultimately it's it, it there are aspects that are quietly accepted of life and hu- in humanity and the people who especially when you wander on social media anybody if you spend a cursory amount of time on on social media the the constant the constant talk about and and grandstanding about hypocrisy is something that a lot of these people i don't think have ever really understood that that's just a part of human life they 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 act shocked that it occurs in any in any metric and i'm not say, and i'm saying this from a cynical perspective but i think when you get older you just have no choice but to accept that those things occur not that you are actively allowing them to happen but you accept that it is a general part of the 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 working working machine parts
0: around you you accept you accept that as the reality of things rather it being something that you have absolute control over it's just an aspect of your life that you've just gotten used to right the the issue at hand ends up being a lot of people turn it. A lot of
1: people kind of turn a blind eye to it. Beyond that, they're like, "This is something that happens. I'm not going to do anything about it directly. I'm just going to let it occur and hope someone else deals with it." And you have that pass the buck mentality for a lot of people, where you have entire societal structures basically just turning their head, turning their heads down, and not paying attention to what's happening. And then you have the injustices that you do in areas. Because people are ha- people are either they choose to ignore we'll it or ignore they it. are forced to ignore it by circumstance, and I think, that, and I think True. that that is when you start having larger issues. You can be aware and be an understanding of the fact that hypocrisy exists in its different aspects. It doesn't mean it shouldn't be called out when it's when it's flagrant. <laughs> If you're dealing with such, if you're dealing Agreed. with such blatancy, especially on a <clears throat> when you're dealing with like a city or a town of people dealing with that level of hypocrisy involving something that's integral to that town or city's uh, well-being, it absolutely should be called out.
0: Oh, for sure. If you, this is especially true if you're a per, if you're a person in power and you are being just the most blatant hypocrite possible to your constituents, you're going to have a problem in more ways than one. And it's going to reflect that in your, uh, well, in all sorts of different aspects, actually. Never mind just simply approval ratings, because I'm fairly certain for a a lot of these folks in power, that's of little interest to them barring the bare minimum that they need to try and remain in office.
1: If, 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 it, if it came down to it, your average well-meaning citizen is going to ensure that any larger hypocrisy in a local area is going to be dealt with. I think when something gets out of scope is when you have situations where you have larger populace ignoring something that, is a, that, that festers for too long especially in a federal level where a lot of your everyday people look at that kind of stuff and go, I can't do anything about what they're doing. I have to just lay back and accept that that's occurring. Not realizing that if enough people reach out to their, their representatives, that the the legislation to an, to a degree can actually exercise some kind of temporal power for them in regards to whatever is occurring obviously that's the general push and pull of any society but in our specifically i can reach out to my my senators and representatives and get some kind of response from them in regards to any particular situation now whatever value that holds is is specific to whatever thing i'm requesting
0: because you could get you could draw their attention or they'll send you back such a such a standardized a standardized letter of non committal concern
1: i think it i think at the end of the day that has Basically. more to do with the fact that we that, uh, that if enough people are reaching out th- that there really is only a stock response that anybody can take in that regard not saying is a justified response in that in and of itself but it's understandable that after like the you know the 100 or you know 200 or 300 or 4000th person who's said that asked for the same thing of their representative or senator and the senator's just going to go yep click copy clip click paste send that's all that's all you can do and just got to change the name it seems it seems hollow but honestly in that, in that position, I can understand the response, even if
0: I don't condone it specifically. I mean, to be fair, if we want to go on the more personal aspect, it would be kind of difficult to be writing 10,000 personalized letters to people just like that, like, especially when you have to give such, well, not have to, but especially if you do give per- detailed uh, explanations as to why this issue is being done in this manner? Yeah,
1: you just gotta. As it, if unless it's something unique, it's it, you're going to get get a get a copy paste response. I don't think that at that point it's it would be anything that would be hypocritical. I think it's just part and parcel of the job. That in itself is is pretty benign. The more malignant thing I think would be just getting no response at all because at the very least if someone even if it was a even if it was somebody who was working in the office of that particular politician that means somebody in that in in that campaign was it, or in that group was at least paying attention to what you're, you're distressed over so there is still one metric of uh, of attention being paid to what you're doing it, it's it's all about me- measures at this point. If you are looking for someone to come knocking on your door and having a sit down conversation with you, it, as far as politicians are concerned, I think you're going to have to hold your breath a bit for that one, unless you have higher, unless you
0: have higher I contacts think- to be able to sit down with that person. Yeah. I was about to say, um, unless you're someone of a significant status, I think you're inflating your ego a bit. If you're just the average person demanding such an, no, such a I think that, But I think that goes without saying for any request of any
1: person, if you really want to break it down, especially when it comes to that kind of stuff, it, it is always who you know and what you've done for other people because everything's give and take in this world. So I, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of talk radio that had uh, political talk radio when I was younger. And one of the, per- one of the people i was listening to was talking about everyone talks about things are just there's everything's despair and gloom and nothing can be done and i can't reach out to people and that person actually laid out a pretty concrete way for your average person to have an ear to a politician with very little like friction at all and and in, in a lot of cases it usually has to do with stomping for them in one way or another when it comes to their campaign or working for the working for people in their uh, in their offices when you creating those contacts is not difficult in that regard, especially if you, if you're willing to do a little legwork to get those kind of connections, obviously money will always grease the wheels quicker, but there's no reason that you should, that you should count out actual good hard work to develop these kind of contacts. Especially, it's something I've learned as I've gotten older, especially because, you know, you know my, my family, my, my parents have, have connections with other people who have differing abilities and talents and trades and, you know, occupations. And that, that in and of itself is a form of influence in, 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 as, as, a, as a static. And I don't think anybody really understands the value of that. I know we've kind of gotten off tangent from the hypocrisy, but everything kind of
0: flows in. No, it actually, it actually. No, it actually makes sense if you think about it, because the one aspect it, it's it's the social versus the the working aspects of hypo, of hypocrisy, because we've been talking mostly on a political and social end of hypocrisy. But when it comes to the workers, and that is all that comes with that also, um, excuse me, that also affects that also plays a role in the game. And business often contrives all sorts of both fair and seedy methods to get pushed in, you know, to to make it to the, to make it to the end. Uh, we were discussing, uh, the one point, uh, I was watching a, a podcast, uh, or I should say a, an interview with, uh, Thomas soul. And he was discussing about how, 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 business was in the, uh, in the 19th century dealing with, uh, with people such as, uh, Rockefeller and, one of the most, <laughs> one of the more, one of the more depraved and degenerate ways of uh, business was back then was simply out gouging, price gouging your your competition in, into bankruptcy. Because at one at at one point in time, he had earned enough money in which he in it that his company could actually do such a thing, lower the prices to the point in which his comp- his competition could not fathomly or feasibly compete with so that his so that he would be the only source for the entire country now you can call that fucked up and certainly it, it absolutely is but you will later on debate in court on how on how it was messed up that his company was being split forcibly by the government, when he basically did the same thing to his competition for decades.
1: That is glorious hypocrisy, my goodness.
0: It's clear at this point. Hypocrisy, no, it like like mentioned before at the be at the very beginning. It's an inescapable aspect. And a trait in our lives that there—it's just something we work with. It's something that, whether we we use it either as a tool or we use it to exploit others, we use it to exploit resources. We do all sorts of things with it. So clearly, it's an important aspect of human life. But just like everything else, there has to clearly there needs to be a balance to it, because at this point you could go either way on how hypocrisy is either tempering the status of the world or b- bringing it to its knees.
1: I would go for the latter over the former because I don't think there's anything tempered about what is going on in the world at current. I think that the the, the hypocrisy, it, especially now that we are in – it's more <clears> – <throat> open than it has been but we're still in a form of lockdown many people are still are still very hyper aware of what's going on around them and in the in the country because there's literally nothing else to do and 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 with regards to you know the past events of the past couple months it's very difficult for your run-of-the-mill worker to not be aware of what's going on because they have nothing else going for them at current
0: yeah think about it your sports are basically canceled there's basically nothing to watch on tv there's little to hear on the radio there's all and all you read in the newspapers are shit that goes on with current events so you've basically have people more focused on politics than ever before. And whether they liked that, eh, it's, I guess that's not the personal discretion. Ultimately, and it's,
1: I think it's creating more distress than it's creating positive. Though I guess it's literally whatever side of the coin you're looking at at this point, because for every person that's tired of watching everything occur around them, there are people who are much more in tune with what's going on now who are now making inroads to levels of influence and uh, and resources that they probably didn't have access to before when they were kind of just blindly you know
0: moving forward so there's very or blissfully ignorant anyway because let's get this out of the way politics is a dirty 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 business, and when you jump into that stagnant pool, you are going to be stained with that dirt, and there's no brushing it off once you get a taste of that of that filthy well, water.
1: If you look at the way politics functions, you can look at, and you look at the way war functions. You know, dirt stains and blood stains—they both they both leave you. They both leave an impact. And I think that the difference is the level of trauma you yeah, suffer through the process. I personally would never want to be in politics. Personally, I would have no problem doing things around a political process, but I personally don't think being in politics would have any real value to me because the inner workings of it would be something that would would shake my 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 moral core too much to be able to make those kind of sacrifices and I want it to be said the people who end up doing good for the world and after wading into that cesspool I commend them but I can't imagine it's easy easy for them to sleep at night in a lot of regards because it's not it's not like you said it's not a fun
0: experience for anybody it never is and if you get – if you're disgusted, abhorred, and just frustrated at how messy it can be, you can only imagine just how they, they feel when they're the ones directly dealing with I it.
1: empathize with any person who has to make, make the kind of concessions that, that, that politicians have to do because there's nobody – you are basically going into a position – Where you are, you have to play friend and foe in equal measure, and it would be very difficult for me to ever feel normal after that kind of thing, for as much as it would be for me to walk onto a battlefield and take someone's life. You don't walk away away whole
0: after This is why often, this is why often for political science majors, they read Machiavelli's, Machiavelli's books. Because the idea, because the idea of the ends that justify the means, it basically helps teach these politicians to be as strategic as chess masters, even if they're, uh, even if men, even if many of them seem very sloppy. I
1: would, I, I would cont- I would agree with you to that point. Uh, many of these people are. On par with Kasparov when it comes to a lot of the, the the political maneuvering that they do, you can see those. You can see that kind of stuff happen. You could have seen that kind of stuff happen over the past couple of years of what's been occurring in 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 real time. And that's not even this the stuff that you could see. Like if you watch C-SPAN and watch like a House meeting or you know a Senate gathering, I'm talking about just watching the different pieces move if you're acutely aware of how that kind of stuff happens every move feels pretty masterful in that regard and i would i give props to those people who actually are capable of making those moves and coming out with some kind of gains because especially in in politics in any kind of politics the push and pull in that is much more monumental than it would be in
0: smaller venues Fair enough. Now, I think some of I think some of you who are listening might think that we're going back and forth with this sort of with this sort of topic, especially when it comes to the political aspects of things. Here's the thing. If there's anything that me and my co-hosts are, we tend to do our best to look at all sides of the argument and come up with our own conclusions. And we don't try to incorporate um, one overly one over bias over the other. With and that being said, I certainly have my biases. Politics are a necessary evil, even if it's not something that we that I personally enjoy. But it is a necessary evil due to the fact that humans are social creatures. But society can combat chaos when left tampered, not when left to its own devices for too long. It's very true. I
1: think I think that'll pretty much wrap up what we were talking about as well. I knew it was going to get political. There was never going to be a way that, that 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 doesn't that hypocrisy doesn't walk into the political arena when it comes to that kind of conversation
0: it's the most glaring one but i was hoping to try and uh, at the very least if we do mention it you know minimize it but it's fine i'm it's not it, it's not something that ne- that can be ignored it, it it's the giant elephant in the room and uh sure one and, that has to and be like
1: and as we were talking about all the facets that there's good and bad that comes from all things consequences are consequences that are neither good nor e- good nor evil only the intentions of the people who make them the impact well, the impact is Agreed. pretty much neutral it's or only affected the, by the, it, what it affects is what ends up being pro, pos, being posited as good or evil such such as the social true. construct of such true. things are i mean if you wanted to get get down into the brass tacks of good and evil uh, as social constructs they they, they have themselves are more inexorably tied to society as a whole them 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 as abstracts really only have any merits based on those particular criteria you couldn't you couldn't create you couldn't use good and evil in the concept of the animal kingdom because such things are well above their pay grade as it were
0: well if you consider it that way yeah fair enough and with that folks we'll call it a night thank you for joining us hope you've had your fill Unfortunately, this is last call for the evening, but tune in next week where we discuss a brand-new topic, a brand-new brew for you to try out, and I hope it has just as much as effect on you as it did this brew. All right, so
1: <clears throat> you can find our podcast on the Anchor app itself if you have it. Um, the Anchor app also publishes two, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, and a few choice others. Um, if any of those platforms are defunct, obviously ignore them, but the major ones are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Uh, you can contact us individually if you wish. Um, I am at Punk Toast. I'm sorry. I am Punk Toast on Twitter. There's no at there. Um, you can also contact me via Instagram, also at PunkToast. Go ahead, uh, Harma. What's your what's your shtick?
0: You can find me as the Ragnarok Knight on Twitter as well. It has been a pleasure discussing with you tonight. Thank you for Absolutely. joining us. Thank
1: you all, and uh, this has been Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. Please join us next time at the bar, where we will serenade you with more rants and insanity, as we often do. Keep your wits about you and have your booze ready. Cast off, friends.